I don't want to move fast. I want to move correctly. I just don't want to waste no time. If it's something that's going to take us a year to make, if it's something that's going to take us 10 years to make, that's fine. Long as one waste no time. I want to welcome you to the solo rendition of the Working With A Genius podcast. I'm your host, Tyro Morrow, and this is a solo rendition of Working With A Genius podcast. Got a lot of great topics, got a lot of great things. It feels good to be back in here, but we about to get into it. So without further ado, DJ Thunder, go ahead and cut the music and let's get into it. Let's go. <laughs> hey, so I know it's been a minute. I know it's been a long time, but this is something I wanted to do for a long time. So it's just something that we had to get into it and uh, I had to kind of clear my mind and uh try to clear out like how i'm gonna do this thing and like how how this will really work because you know i've been putting a lot of time into thinking like okay podcast with the group you know it's kind of hard to do but i I seen a lot of people you know putting out these solo renditions of, of a podcast so i just wanted to try this thing out for the first time so i'm going over a, a few topics that i came up with over time and uh i just kind of put together um first being my time and career part one basically going over my favorite places the cultural difference moving around being black in that culture whether or not we're kind of accepted in that realm and kind of like how we how we perceived in my perspective and like you know how I dealt with that as I spent you know nearly 20 months in Korea which is which is wild to even think of um then getting into that new Drake and 21 Savage album, uh, the clothing brand, how I'm moving with that, Rotten Dynasty, and then moving into some sports, you know, finally talking about the biggest surprises in the NFL, biggest disappointments, and um, man, I have to talk about my Lakers too, so we got a lot of different things we're going to get into, so <laughs> let's just get into the first one off the top, you know what I mean, let's go. So like I said before, like I spent nearly 20 months in South Korea uh, due to my obligation with the military. And um, it was probably one of the most rewarding and taxing experiences I kind of went through just because um, one, you're introduced to a new culture that you haven't really been introduced to. Um, at least I hadn't prior. I mean, besides dating, you know, a few females that were, you know, Asian or whatnot, like I really didn't get a deep dive into the culture really. Um, and that was years, 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 years ago. So my mind wasn't even wrapped around that kind of axle about like how different cultures can be and like integrating yourself into a new society basically. And that's what Korea was for me, man. It was an opportunity to kind of immerse myself in a different culture and kind of see things from a different perspective. And also, you know, you sticking out so much and and essentially that's the Asian cultures, you know, like at least Korean peoples, that's their motherland. So that's like being on, you know, the continent of Africa and and being a white person and you know and then this rendition is me as a black person integrating myself into that society where you don't speak the language the language, you know, fluently like they do and you're kind of like you know, a fish out of water once you first get there. So um, but 
like I said before, it was a complete incredible experience besides being away from friends and family for that long. But um, I made the best out of it, made some great memories, made some, I met some incredible people. And it's, it's something that I'll take with me forward in my life and I'll be able to reflect back on. So with that being said, um, being black in, in Korea, man, it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different thing. Uh, some people have never seen a black person in their life and you can just tell from their face, like you, there's lots of places to go out, you know, shopping markets, whatever, whatever it be. And you're going to run into people who have never seen you before. So think about seeing something that you've never seen in your life before and then it popping out in front of you so you're gonna have people taking pictures you're gonna have people just looking at you crazy wilding like i had we we were in um we were in seoul we just came back from uh one of the department stores there they had they had called the hung day really huge department store it had like maybe eight ten levels and the top part of it was like this garden or whatever like that um but it, it was just like they had never seen nothing like it before. And they were just kind of like, whoa, that is crazy. And she pulled her camera out and put it like on her head. <laughs> I don't know. She was like trying to figure out like, whoa, like, can I get this real quick? Can I get this photo off or what? But she put it on her head basically and took a photo of us and was just flicking, just killing. And you're just kind of like, well, why are you doing that? Like, you know, it's kind of crazy to us because... We're just trying to enjoy the city. We're just trying to walk around. And then you kind of like, whoa. And then another perfect example, maybe like maybe five minutes after that, because we were trying to get down to the subway because we we're going to a, um, a baseball game, a Doosan Bears baseball game. So we were trying to get over there, right? And we're trying to get down to the level where the subway's at so we can take the subway over there um, because we had took a cab up to that point. So we get to this dude. He's sitting up there. Has his mask on because you know this is like still kind of peak COVID, mid COVID, and uh, we go up there and we're like, "Hey man, um, uh, do you speak English?" And he's looking crazy, so I'm like, I, "I'm half, I'm still trying to talk to him because we're really trying to get to this game because it starts in maybe like 45 minutes," and he's looking like, mm, 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 and he just crosses his arms like some Wakanda shit, like just completely crosses his arms. He was like, and we're like, man, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm guessing he don't speak English. So we're walking around. We're like, damn, how the hell are we going to get to this baseball game? And we're, we're, we're like, damn, how are we going to get over there? So we continue walking and we happen to see a cab parked. Now, this is hit or miss because they may be out. They may be, you know, about to eat. They may not be in, you know, commission or whatever. So you just don't really know. So we walk up to the dude and say, um, I forgot what, I can't think of the baseball stadium uh, name off the, Jamsel Stadium, that's what it was, Jamsel. So we're like, Jamsel, Jamsel, can you take us to Jamsel? And he's like, looking kind of funny too. I'm like, damn, man, like I ain't never had this experience. Like, the, you know, I, I usually can get around the city or whatever like that. And he's like, no, 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 uh, don't, don't, don't speak. So, you know, we're like, damn, are we going to go this again? Luckily, my boy, my boy Jay, he uh, had someone who, you know, could speak fluent Korean because, you know, we have Korean partners, you know, over there as well. They call Katusa. So he caused the Katusa to translate 
to get into the gyms or stadium. So we're like, so we're like, oh man, thank God, like you know, he had that person that can get us in there because the language barrier was just like crazy deep in the city. So let me step back a little bit with that story. So with the language barrier, right? So you got you got these you got the the base which was Camp Humphreys. That's where we were staying at, right? And then you got like kind of the Ville. The Ville is kind of like the stepping stone outside the base. So most of the people in the Ville can speak some English, conversational. They can kind of get, you know, they can understand you. So you, you don't have to worry about that. But as you further out in the, in, the, in the spectrum of everything, like the further you go out, the more people don't speak English or they, their English is very limited. So Korea is very, um, what, what is it? It's a congested place, but it has a very unique public trans transportation system that is effective and it's efficient. And that's pretty much how you're going to get around and, you know, how you're going to get around in the city. So you utilizing that public transportation is kind of important. So once you figure out the public transportation, whether that's the subway, whether that's the train, whether that's the buses, once you figure that out, like you can maneuver that city so good. And you'll be able to see and take in everything so clearly. And you'll understand like, okay, this is how career works. This is how it operates. Towards the end, you know, towards the middle to the end of my time in Korea, like I, we completely mastered the public transportation system from the train to the buses to get around, to see the things you need to see, and to, you know, kind of immerse yourself with different cultures and, and people that are in the Seoul area or in, in Korea in general. So that's kind of like a little funny, and it's probably not funny, but that's kind of like one of the stories um, that I can think of off the top of my head that was kind of crazy and kind of cool at the same time. With that being said, we can deep dive into some of my favorite places um, in in South Korea um, and kind of get into that. So all right, right off the top, you got ET1 and you got Hongdae. Like... That's what I pronounce it. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's how I've heard it pronounced. But those are my two favorite places in Korea besides, you know, the city of Seoul, which is like, you know, deep down in the city. You know, you can you can see so many different things. There's so many places to shop. There's so this like this is the spot, man. Like I went over there with the mindset, OK, I can get X, Y and Z made and it's 100 percent accurate, man. If you want something tailored to the max, like. Tailored to your body and and the craftsmanship being A1, this is the spot, man. Because I'm telling you, I've never been anywhere in my life where I went into a shopping center, I seen a suit or I seen something that I wanted, and they take it and they measure you and they can come back in an hour and we got you. Like, the customer service is crazy. Like, you don't get that in America because it's, it's not the same. Like, for something like that to happen in America, you got to come back a week, you know, a week and a half later and they'll have it for you. But for them, they'll measure you. They'll say, hey, come back in an hour and they'll hand you your garment back and you're just like, okay, cool. Like, this is this is it. But, okay, so back to my favorite places. I'm sorry I'm jumping all over the place. So, Hongdae. Hongdae and ET1 are kind of like in the same kind of spectrum to me because they they, they kind of give off the same vibe to me. Hongdae I, I love the most because it's more of a younger vibe and it's more of a, a fun like area, especially because they got the clubs, they got the shopping, they, they got it all, right? So that's why it was one of my favorite places. And it's not super expensive. The drinks, if you're going out drinking with your, with your, with your homies or something, or the ladies, it's a perfect little spot, man. Like, 
it has the best of both worlds you can say and it has a younger energy so and you know if you want to go out after you shopped you know take a load off at a hotel or something like that this has it's a central location so they got you know a line of hotels they got a line of shopping then they got a line of clubs that you can go into so it's really like an all one-stop shop and then also around that you mix in the food so i get into the food but later but this is this is this is what i like about hyundai man so it's diverse so korea as expected is predominantly korean like you're gonna walk around you're gonna see korean people working korean people working on the roads korean people working in the stores korean people driving korean people walking a dog like you know what i'm saying like i don't know if anyone's ever been to a spot where that's the only thing you've seen because this is the first time i've ever seen that Never in my life have I ever seen a spot where I walked in and it's just been one thing everywhere. Like, and it's kind of crazy because you, you probably thinking right now, like thinking in your head, like, hmm, have I seen that? Because I haven't seen it. I've never seen it in my life walking around somewhere and I'm just like, whoa, I've never seen just one thing, just one thing blanketed out. So when you go to Hongdae, it's different because you have splatters, splits and splatters of different people that are there. It's more diverse. So for us, seeing something like, whoa, like kind of mixed in an area that you typically see like just one thing was kind of cool because it kind of brings you kind of, it's like it's more of a melting pot effect versus just being one thing and you're kind of just integrating in there. So that's the one of the best things about Hyundai is the diversity in there. Second thing I like about it is the shopping. So <laughs> unbeknownst to us, we... We found a Nike store, we found a foot, foot Locker, we found, um, you know, stuff like that, 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 that had the sneakers, right? And the great thing about Korea is they got full-size run in those sneakers in those stores, but majority of the population in Korea don't wear a size 10 and a half or higher. So if you were in that 9 and a half to 11 and a half range, you got pretty much free range to get the sneakers. And, and the cool thing about it being overseas is that you... They get all the, I don't know what it is. They get the releases two, three months ahead of time. So we were getting sneakers two, three head, two or three months ahead of everyone else in the U.S. So the shit was dropping on sneakers that I was like, dang, I already, already got that two months ago. So you kind of get ahead of the game with, with the size and you ain't got to worry about the rush or the bots or people lining up and buying this because they can't fit your size because like I said, they're, they're smaller people. So that was kind of cool. So the shop in there is, like I said, A1. And if you want a kind of a mom and pop type, you know, uh, what what is it? Like uh, a clothing shop or, uh, you know, something like that. Like they have that there. So they have they have a whole, a whole bunch of clothing spots that you can check out where you're just like, dang. Like this isn't in the U.S. This isn't, like this is just here. This is a local brand that may be kind of known in the Asian Pacific, but like, it is, it's here. So that that's what I kind of like too. And the quality is not like these fast fashions that we were exposed to in America and maybe UK and some of these other spots. It is actually legit, like places that have where the sort the materials and stuff are like a one. So like the 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 cotton, the the fit, the cut, the the cut, like the whole process. Like you know what I'm saying as a brand owner and someone who like sorts and fabrics and trying to find new new ways to make something better. Like you go over here and you're just like, dang, they got 
they really got the some of the best craftsmanship and and passion when it comes to fashion and I can really see how you know people who travel and people who who make clothing and and how we source these these fabrics and this clothing from overseas where we, where we kind of get it from because the craftsmanship is a one now in terms of Korea versus China and and the pricing obviously the pricing is going to be a little higher in Korea but sometimes you gotta you gotta think like hey that quality is worth it so and then you have you know I, I'm just saying the craftsmanship of, of some clothing that you that you'll get from there is is just top tier now of course they have some places that suck too it's just like anywhere else but it's still cool to see like how how different it is when you go into a store in the US and how different it is when you go in a store in Korea and kind of how how different like the materials and the, the prints and you know just the different styles are at that point so that's another great point about Hongdae as well is like the shopping and like I said it's it's right next to the university Hongdae University I think I said that right I might have said it wrong it's right next to that university so you have all that energy there too that's around the food places, the shopping, the styles, like they even have like these um, people who perform there. Like they have violinists, they have people singing live. Like it was like a little pop show every time you went. I mean, we're thinking like this is a one-time thing, but we went to Hongdae multiple times during my duration of of being in Korea. So we're sitting here, and every time we go here, they having like a mini concert, like. And it's sectioned off. It has like its own little people there just like um, sitting there watching this violinist or this singer. And they're just going off. They're just, you know, it's a whole, it's like a whole bubble that you don't even understand unless you travel around Korea and, and, and experience it. So that's another good part about Korea um, or Hongdae that I like. And then third, I would say um, food and a nightlife. Like I'm not a big partier. Um at at all like it's just not my thing man like you know what i mean i'm 30 years old now you know i'm i kind of i don't party like that so <laughs> so it's just not my thing but it was just one thing i wanted to experience because it's something that i often heard over and over and over is korean nightlife's crazy korean nightlife's crazy korean nightlife so i was like if there's gonna be one time that we go out let it be here because this the energy here is, is is impeccable. And it happened to be the first experience that we had. It was like, you know, the first time being in Hongdae, we went out. Like, we didn't go shopping. We didn't do any of the things that I just talked about. That was like afterwards because I didn't just want to keep partying. I just wanted to experience more stuff. So what we did was the first time we went to Hongdae, we went straight up there. Um, I want to say at like five o'clock so we went at 5 p.m right we went up there started our trends in i mean our um our <laughs> we started our movement from pong tech the tech all the way up to hung they took the train up there it was about an hour and some change um way up there so we got there around five got some food chilled out for a little bit and as it got darker we we hit up this one spot um what is this bar called man i can't think of what it's called um the cocky pub yeah place called the cocky pub right ambiance is straight um the vibe was right in there and it has literally the best system for drinks you don't have to fight with no freaking uh bartender to get you a drink it's no long process and the best thing about it is they got food no matter what time it is that's the crazy another crazy part about korea and the nightlife right 
So their nightlife starts probably about eight o'clock, and that shit don't start. That's that it don't stop until at least eight a.m. the next day. Like you're gonna see people passed out. You're gonna see people out into that part. So which is crazy to me because I ain't never seen no people stay out that long or party that long because usually it's not a thing, right? In America, I think shit stops at two a.m. There they they like nah, we got another six hours we can utilize that we about to utilize, which is wild. So, you know, when you're drinking throughout the night, like you want to have some food and you don't want to, it's usually at that point in the U.S. or whatever like that, you're only limited to, you know, Waffle House, something, you know, something that is okay, but the cuisine isn't isn't high. So you're like, okay, I got to get something to get me by. I'll get some breakfast in the morning type deal. At Cocky Pub, they had wings. They had a whole laundry list of things that were just great tasting and the portion size was was right, you know, and went well with the drinks. So you have your little tablet, you just order your drinks, you order your food, and it comes right out there to you. And and I thought that was perfect, man, because when you are out like late and the first thing you do, you get hungry. You're like, damn, okay, I want some food. It's you're not gonna find nothing good. There's probably like one or two spots you gotta wait, you know, an hour or so to get in there because everybody up in there because everybody hungry, everybody trying to fight off the drunk bug. But yeah, so we went to Kagi Pub, got some cool drinks, met up, you know, met some cool people in there, played beer pong. Um, I didn't drink out of the cup, I, you know, I hit him a little shot on the side, whatever like that. Didn't drink too much because I like to be coherent and you know have a, a cohesive mind as we walking around these streets, you know what I'm saying, in a new area or whatever. So. We hit there for a couple hours. Then we went to this place called, I think it was called Aria. It was maybe like a block down the down the road from Cocky Pub, right? We went up in there. Straight up, what you see on TV type vibe, glow sticks, techno music. My two boys I was with, you know what I mean? The Audemars boys, which you'll hear about that later. Uh, we went up in there. And me, I was like, hey, I'm out. I'm going to have a good time. I'm dancing. I'm doing my thing. But but they sit on the side like, hey, this ain't it. So we only stayed there for about maybe 35 minutes. Had one drink. <laughs> Reason I laugh is we had one drink and they weren't even feeling the drinks. And I was like, man, I, you're right. You're right. Let, let's just get up out of here and, and, and let's find another spot. So we ended up finding another spot um, that was... Uh, that looked cool from the outside, but we realized quickly that we couldn't get in. So this is the first first time that I ever experienced racism di- that direct in Korea, right? So there's this place called, I think it was called Purple or something. It, it was like Purple. Um, and the dude, he looked at us, he kind of tensed up. I was like, all right. When I saw him kind of tense up. I kind of knew like something was up. So he kind of tenses up and he looks at us and then we're like, hey, you know, we're trying to get in. He was like, nah. He just shook his head. No, no, no. Korean only. Korean only. And we're just like, dang, Korean only? Like that blunt? Like, you know, they don't even do that in the U.S. They, they'll, they'll make up some shit like, hey, we over capacity. Like, hey, we can't let any more people in. But homeboy was like, Korean only. That's that's it. That's what he said. He said, Korean only. I was like, damn. Okay. Korean only then. So I'm sitting up here and we're just like, all right, we got to find a different spot. Um... And we ended up going back to Cocky Pub and talking to one of the waitresses that was in there because she, you know, obviously she worked in there and she happened to be black. And we asked her, hey, what's a good spot we can go to? Because we just went to this purple spot and we got our eyes denied. 
So we kind of feeling hurt, like damn, you know, we came up in here, we trying to, we trying to have a good time, we trying to have a vibe out, and and we weren't even able to get into the spot. So she was like, oh yeah, yeah, you can't go in there, you can't go in here. Um, this place is usually cool. Um, I would check out this. So we're like, all right, cool. So we're like, right, cool. So we gonna we gonna keep walking. So we happen to pass by this spot, um, on our way, and we're just like. Um, let's check this place out Cause you know we, we At this point we're just trying to find a, Somewhere to cap off the night at right So we're like alright cool So we walk by this spot called Doze We kind of see it and there's kind of a line And they're playing our music Now before I get into this story It's kind of crazy right So what you'll find in Korea as, as a black person You know perspective Is They have fully immersed themselves In the music and when I say fully immerse himself with the music, I mean hip hop music. I'm talking about from Megan Thee Stallion, you know, Future, The Baby, Drake, Twenty One, what, whatever, like trap music, whatever thing you can think of of hip hop, they have fully immersed themselves into that music. Now, that hasn't caught up to them fully immersing themselves with our culture, with us as a as a being and as a person. So, it's like half and half. So you got. Maybe it's more more than half and half, but I've seen it fifty fifty. Like where some people will they like the music, they mess with the culture, but they don't mess with the like. But there's some people that don't mess with the people, or are scared of the people. And that goes into this next story I'll get into before we take our break, our second break, is when we got into those, we, it is a full nightclub, hundred percent. You can barely move in that thing, and they are blasting. Anything you can think of that's hip-hop. Roddy Rich, whatever. Like, everything. They were blasting everything. And it's just a sea. It's literally a sea of, you know, of Korean folks mixed in. There's black people in there, obviously. There's people of all different races up in there. Because, like I said, it's more diverse than anywhere else. And, you know, fully immersing themselves in that in the music. But you just don't have... I'll give you a perfect example, right? So Swag Surf comes on, right? If if you're anywhere else in the world, maybe in the U.S., Swag Surf comes on at a social event or a gathering, you know what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like you 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 know you you know you you grab each other by the you know on the shoulder and you and you start hitting that lean. So the song comes on and we're naturally. It's just a natural thing. Like, we don't even think nothing about it. And we had bumped in some people from our unit in there, too. So, we, we, you know, we started having our own little thing in the middle. So, we started doing the swag and the surf thing. And I ain't never seen a dude run so fast in a club that's so crowded. He runs over there midway through. And he's like, oh, 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 oh. You can't do that. You can't do that. And we're just kind of like, whoa. Like, you know, he, he trying to kick certain people that was doing the swag surf with us out the club. And we're just like, hey, man, chill out. Like, what you doing? Like, you know, how are you going to play our music but be afraid of some people that happen to be of that color and who have been integrated with this music for our whole lives in this setting? Like, you are literally, this is, this is, this is our music. I'm not saying, like, this is our music. Like, this is, it's for everybody, obviously. It's a global, it's a globally transcendent sound. That multiple people from different races and different genders that enjoy different creeds, whatever you want to say, a global platform, basically. And we're just in this one spot here to enjoy and, you know, 
have a good time with it. And I just feel like in certain instances, and happen to be with that one, that it's just not fully accepted because they're afraid. What they're afraid of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the dude happened to be 6'1", you know, little, you know, 6'1", 6'2", little built. But we in there having a good time, just like everybody else. We ain't hurt nobody. Just like this song, we don't hurt nobody. You know, just dancing. Like, we in there doing that, you know, hitting the vibe, you know, sitting there chilling. But it's just kind of crazy that that kind of happened. But we're going to hear, we're going to take a little break, you know what I'm saying? Holla at some sponsors and, you know, we're going to get back into it. You know what I mean? Let's go. <laughs> this episode of Working With A Genius Podcast, Solo Rendition, is sponsored by Rotten Dynasty. Tired of blending in with the crowd need some new additions to your current rotation? Well, look no further. Rotten Dynasty has you covered. With styles available for all walks of life with the pair for both street and the gym, Ryan Dottie provides a sustainable solution that is both high quality and stylish, built to last and protect the earth in the same breath. With new styles available now for pre-order, just head over to RottenDynasty.com today. You won't be disappointed. Use the code SOLODOLO to get 50% off your purchase today. Again, that code is SOLODOLO to get 15% off your purchase today. And don't forget, spoil yourself right. Now back to the show. Let's go! You know, Korea is, like I said, like it was, it was definitely a great time, definitely some great moments and um, something that I'll never forget. And it, it's definitely something cool that if you're able to experience some time in your life, um, I definitely highly recommend it. And uh, it, it, like I said, it was something that I've never experienced in my life, you know, living in a different country like for that long, like, you know, nearly two years of my life were spent in a different country, in a different culture, eating a whole different different foods. Um, so it just kind of puts other things in perspective for you, like kind of like where you are and like how different the world is and the perspective. And the, like, I, I literally got to break this up into like three parts. So this is like part one of my kind of nuance in, in Korea, then I'm going to do food, then I do culture. Like, there's just so many different pockets I can get into with that. But we're going to get into some other um, some other topics, some other things, you know what I mean? Um, and and get, step into that. So, Drizzy Drake <laughs> and my boy 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. You know, they, they dropped this new album, and hey, yo. Hey, this new album hitting. So straight out the bat, if I pull it up, right? They got some pretty good ones. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the album Her Loss. So many people um, didn't like Drake's last album. Um, it being, you know, honestly, never mind. And it kind of kind of funny because it's like a double entendre. Like people like, honestly, never mind. I ain't listening to that no more. Um... But then he drops this, right? So I feel like with music, like the attention span with music nowadays, and you know, even I'm victim, even I fall victim to this. It's like so much stuff coming out, you know, the way that we, you know, we consume music, the way stuff comes out, like so rapidly, so many different artists, so many different songs. So it projects are coming out and they are just falling off heavy. When I say heavy, I mean heavy. They are falling off like, 
Like, they come out, they may get like one or two spins, and I'm out. Weezy out. And I know I ain't the only one because I, I it's just, you can just see it. Right? You can just see it. Like, so when something good comes out where, where you hitting, so like, for example, man, that Jeezy, that Jeezy snowfall, that's still heavy in rotation. Like, that shit. Yo, I, I still listen to that because if something can get me hyped, something can get me, get me through my workout, something can just kind of like codify that feeling that I'm feeling like that to keep me, keep me going, get my blood. Like, I got to have something to keep me, blood, like, me, me getting it. Like, I got to be able to lift, like, get that intensity, get that, you know what I'm saying? Like, when that beat flow and you kind of just, you in the zone, that thing that gets you in the zone where you just hitting like, whoo, whoo, there we go, yeah. Okay, you know, it just hits you like that. So, like I said, that Jeezy album's still in rotation. But, yeah, this, this her loss is hitting, man. Rich Flex, Major Distribution, On That Boo, Back Outside Boys, Privileged Rappers. Like, Broke Boys, Middle of the Ocean. Like, shit popping. Like, it, like this, this thing hitting, man. Literally, this 98% of this album is just non-skippable to me. And I find myself... Listen to the whole cohesive project, all that. Like I just can't just skip around. Like I, I'll hit, I'll hit it from the top to the bottom, and I just keep it rolling. But my, literally my favorite song on this, on this album, or the favorite sequencing of this album, is from one to five. Like I don't know what it is. Like if I listen to this album, I gotta listen. To, if if I don't want to skip around or whatever like that, if I want to be hype, I have to listen to one through five cohesively. Like you cannot break them up. Can't skip forward or back. Like you gotta listen to them. <laughs> you gotta listen to them five at once and kind of go through. So I, I just love the sequencing of that. The little skits, the hypeness before they kind of slow it down and kind of dibble and dab between hype music and whatever, whatever, whatever. So after living with this thing for nearly a week and a weekend or so, what, what is it? has it been a week yet? It hasn't been a week yet. Almost a week. You know, damn near a week. Like, this thing is hidden. This thing is in deep rotation. And like I said, like, if it got hype shit I can listen to in the gym, I'm with it. So, this album is hitting, man. Like, Rich Flex. Like I said, Major Distribution. On BS. Back Outside Boys. Privileged Rap. Privileged Rappers is just one of the smoothest songs I didn't heard. And I don't know how long, man. When that thing comes on, like, that is... That thing is smooth. Like, if you got a good bowl system in your whip, got the beats, got the whatever, whatever you listening to, the noise cancellation, on, you got that on, that thing just slides so smooth through your ears. I be like, damn, this shit hitting, man. Like, I just don't get it. Like, you, you come off of Back Outside Boys, so... I'm running, you know what I'm saying? I'm running with back outside, boys. And uh, yeah, and I'm hitting that. And then the privileged rappers just slides right in so smooth. Like, God dang. It's just so smooth, man. Um, Hours of silence. It damn near feels like, I don't know. It, he's like, it's like, that's a long ass song. But I'm telling you, that thing be having you hitting vibes up and down like you... <laughs> I don't know, like you run up a mountain and you come down the mountain and you're going up. It's just like them feelings just are just real and genuine with that with that song too. Treacherous Twins. 
Yeah, that's kind of like one of my least favorites on the album, but it, it's still cool. It still got some little little flow to it. Uh, Sora Loco, that like that that's hitting that one more time. It's kind of crazy because um, we just came back from Europe, right? Great trip. Me and the wifey vibing out. Um, great time to reconnect, get back with each other um, after being gone for a, a long time. And um, we went through all the different moments, all the great times that we were having out there, you know, from London, Paris, Barcelona, Greece, like all those moments. And it was kind of spun back in my mind um, before this album came back. And I was going to make a collage video of our full, you know, our full Europe trip and have one more time. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, uh. I, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna have that going through, and then it's funny that he dropped, you know, Sora Loco on there, if I'm saying that right, whatever. And it was that song, and I was like, dang, how ironic that I was gonna use that song for our Europe trip. You know, I was gonna use that for our Europe trip, right? And and kind of have it all collage together on that song, and the fact that he had that song and that song go hard. It's just it's crazy to me because it's like you know a modern version of that 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 Def Punk song, that that was like way back fifth grade when I heard that and I was bumping that and I'm thinking like who are these robot dudes or whatever you know what I mean who why is this why this cartoon you know it's kind of like that focal point of like where you go back to so it's pretty hard that that they remade that song. and that's that you know controversial song you know oh you talking about making a style but hey I ain't gonna lie. That man, Jersey Drake, he ain't playing no more. He said, he said, bump the bulls. He said, bump it. I'm coming after everything. He said, I'm getting it all off the chest. Ain't no one say full clip. Poo. Like, he ain't playing. So he had the clip ready. So he was blasting on this thing. So it wasn't nobody safe. So if you, hey, you crossed him, stepped on his, you know, Air Forces or something in the club, like, you was getting it, this album, man. You was getting it. So... Alright, so moving on, uh, number 10, Pussy and Millions, Fusion Travis Scott. I'm not gonna cap, man. Like, I thought, you know, we we, we we've been in this kind of Travis Scott mode for a minute, man. I probably ever since he dropped Cut the Light, Nothing Nice. Oh, that's Drake part. But you know what I mean? Um, since Astro World, man, this dude is that dude was on fire. Like he was frago. He was Flame on! Like he was Johnny Storming for from that point on. Anything he dropped, touched, dropped, collabed, it was selling out. It was overpriced. Like he could sell you a freaking picnic basket with Cactus Jack on it, and it was it was going on StockX for triple the price. Until the incident happened in Houston, you know, unfortunately people lost their lives unnecessarily due to capacity issues and security. Not you know, a whole a slew of different things. And he had, he kind of had a dip back. But I say all that to say, like, Pussy and Millions, I feel like it's the song that I don't hear nobody saying nothing about. And they got Travis on there. So I don't know if we got a new Travis Wade coming out. You know, he got a new album in the works or not. But it's it's just crazy to see, like, how little people are talking about that song. And it got Travis Scott on there because he's still a huge artist, as you can see with the sneakers, man. The freaking reverse mochas, the fragments. You know, any shoe he's dropping is still going up 
And with the thing with Ye happening right now, <laughs> that's a whole different story. So I, I just that's a great song too. Well, you know, the little more money, more problems. Bring on the problem. Yeah, bring on the problem. Yeah, bring on them up problems. You know, that's a good song too. Broke Boys, the switching, the the flows, 21, like it. Yes, sir. That's, a, that's one of heavy rotation. And that's also the one, I don't know, man. There's a lot of people in here talking about Drake. Like he like he's soft, like he's sweet with some of these, like some of these melodies, like on um, Rich Flex, the, you know, 21, when you do something for me, like people are like making it like sound like he's like softer. He's like, you know, I don't know, like I, I just didn't get them vibes from it to me. But like on that song and then bro boy, I can't love with bro boy. They're talking about he in it. He he, what are they saying in the comments? I read talking about um. He channeled his inner city girl or just just dumb stuff like that. I'm just like man, what? Like I didn't get them vibes from it, but people talking about Drake like. He was going he was going in on this album. I guess they had no choice but to kind of pick Nick pick some of the stuff he was doing, but talking about he's zesty on some of these parts. But anyway, I this shit right. Broke Boys is right. Middle of the ocean kind of If you know Drake, he got these kind of songs that no hook, just bars, melodies, you know what I mean? Like song will be you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like he has some type of song. So the last ones are kind of like that. Middle of the Ocean was one of those. I love the flow on 13, man, on shit popping. The flow on that one is different. Like, I think that one's kind of slept on too, because it's kind of later in the album. Yeah, it's later in the album, and it, it's you know towards the end, and I feel like the flow on that one is just crisp. Like that thing is. That shit's riding too. More M's. 21 did his thing on that one. And then 3 a.m. on Glenwood. Like, everybody has these little, you know, if you type in type beats, straight type beats, it's like, you know, 8 a.m. in London. Or freaking, you know, Toronto at 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he always has these songs now where it's just no hook. It's just flows, him getting off what he's thinking about his chest, about his life. Like, you know what I mean? It's just where he goes in deep dives in the flow. Those type of joints. But this time, it was just 21 on it. You expecting to hear Drake. But then 21 coming on, and then 21 on his on his deep thought, think, you know, perspective type joint on that one. So I was like, okay, cool. That's dope. So to hear him kind of get his stuff off on that type of flow, that type of beat, was kind of dope. And... You know, twenty one. He, you know, he, he. I feel like he like me, man. You know, he, he a real chill dude. You know, talk when he need to. You know, move how he need to. You know, stay out of his way. You know, stay out of the way, but still has an impact when he does do his thing. You know, which I, I, I kind of relate to that. I kind of relate to that heavy. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not really out there like that. But when I gotta do what I gotta do, I get. I do it. And that's what he did on this song, man. Three AM Glenwood. So, and then I guess it's effing. You know, classic type of way to end the album, um, especially tying into the you know the whole her loss, you know, momentum. Um, it it was a good. I think it was a very good balanced project of Twenty One and Drake, kind of giving you a haymaker and a jab at the same time, 
uh, between them. And the strength of this thing was just, I like like I said, man, there hasn't been a cohesive project where I've been able to listen to back to back to back to back in a long time besides that Jeezy, which I was bumping heavy. And then this drop. And this is one of his best projects. And I was saying this, we got a group chat, homies group, that we were talking about this thing before it dropped. And I was like, if he can make, if he can kind of taste, bring the taste of both worlds like he did in What a Time to Be Alive with Future, like this thing is going to be, because I still bump that. What a Time to Be Alive. Like, if I need something to kind of, hey, get me going, you know, like I'm listening to that because I used to work out to that thing every freaking morning for a whole semester. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was listening to that every morning. I would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean, get to the gym by 5.15, on the treadmill for a mile, hit my workout, and then in the treadmill with a mile or whatever I was doing that day. And I would listen to What a Time to Be Alive on the way there, during the workout, after the workout. And, then, like, I, I listened to that thing, like, crazy. So it has so many, like, I have so many memories when I bring that back of living in Pennsylvania and that time and that frame of that part of my life and when I listen to that album. So it has some nuance to it, like, you know, other than just, it's just music. Like, it's just another, something else that just came out. So this, this Her Loss, I feel like, kind of feels like that. And I always, I will always tie that to this moment in my life because there's a lot of different things going on right now that are just crazy, that are exciting some things that are you know annoying but there's some some things that are great that are happening you know we've moved on you know we got like things like our house you know what i mean we got assets we, this is the most money we've ever made like there's a whole bunch of different things right and dynasty about to keep taking off you know what i mean and there's so many good things that are happening and that are in the works right now that are going to set us up for the next three to five years and it's going to be tied to this album because it came out and it's, it's at that time. So, Her Lost Man, I'm giving this thing a 9.5 out of 10. Just because I only I, there's only like maybe one or two songs on here that I kind of, now that I listen to it multiple times, that I kind of skip over because if, if I'm not in that mood for that. Like in the morning, I'm in the mood for all. Afternoon or something, I kind of want some hype. Workout, I need some hype regardless because I need something to kind of keep me focused, keep me going in there. So this this is in heavy rotation with the GZ and some other stuff that dropped. But this album is great, man. Like I I really enjoy listening to it, and like the visuals, the rollout, all that stuff. I'm gonna kind of tie that into the brand too. Kind of think of, you know, always thinking of different ways you can kind of market to people and kind of get your stuff out, and uh, it's it's cool. But yeah, that's her loss, man. Another great project. Um, hey DJ Thunder, hey hey, bring me in something, man. Bring me in something real quick, so so we can kind of wrap up the show and get up out of here. You know what I mean? Hey, let's go. Hey, I appreciate everyone who made it this far in the um the podcast. Like I said, this has been another solo rendition of Working With Genius Podcast. You know, if you want to follow us, we at WXG Podcast on Instagram. Um, same thing with Twitter. Same thing with Facebook, Working With Genius Podcast. The website is down right now, but I'm going to get it back up and running. We're going to have some merch dropping along with, you know, some Rotten Dynasty things, of course. 
But you know, follow us on um, follow us on Instagram. Get the YouTube up, working with Genius Podcast, and just check us out, man. You know, I'm gonna do these solar renditions uh, a lot more often, so I can kind of get my kind of kind of get my thoughts on things, uh, kind of unfiltered, you know, and just see how people kind of like these versus you know when we have the big group. And you know, we always can have the big group. I understand that we got different, you know, things that we got to do, but it's cool. I appreciate y'all. But it's time to go. Hey, stay tuned for future episodes of the Working with Genius podcast. But we out, dog. We out, dog. We out, dog. Hey, thanks for listening.